Hi everyone, I'm Sophie. I'm Lewis. And today we've got a very special guest with us, Josh Jones, the head mentor of Star Trading. Welcome, Josh. Hello, everybody. How lovely are to you? be here. I'm great. Uh, lovely to be here. I was always told I had the face of radio. Well, well most, of my, most but, of our listeners are audio. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure if I was born now, I'd be the face of podcasts yes. you know, in the modern day. There yeah. you go. There we are. So, Josh, do you want to tell us a bit about what you do for Star Trading? So, my role at Star Trading is I am the head of student success. Um, so, my role is to take our students who have signed up to our mentorships uh, from day one, so knowing nothing about trading at all, up until the point where they are trading confidently and competently uh, all of our strategies. That is amazing. What a journey you see people go through. It is, yeah. It's quite, it's quite cool because, you know, often in our first session with our students, you know, we always try and get to know them. We always sort of say, have you traded before? Have you ever looked into trading? And often it's it's no, you know, it's uh, or they've heard about it, they know the benefits of it, but they haven't actually done any form of trading. So it's covering the very basics, you know, teaching them the, you know, what are candles, what are charts, you know, what support and resistance, things like that, and then seeing them develop all the way through to the point where they're then placing their first live trade, getting their first winner, and then mastering the, all the strategies that we teach uh, up until the point where they're then trading almost by themselves. Uh, which is really, really nice to see, yeah. So yeah, That's it's, uh, amazing. It's, it's quite a journey, but it's good to watch. Does it make you all warm inside? When it you're does. like, you're free yeah, now, it does. <laughs> my little traders. Yeah, so my background is in teaching, so mm -hmm. I was a secondary school teacher, and it's the same feeling you get, you know, when I'd have like a year seven group, and I'd teach them all the way through up until they're doing their GCSEs, and then they'd leave school. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of same feeling, you know, that sort of progression, it's quite nice. How does it compare to powerlifting? Uh, how does trading compare to powerlifting? Teaching people that same warm fuzzy. Fit. There's there is a, there is a point to me asking the question. So Josh, what's your other background? Uh, so my other background was uh, uh, I was a personal trainer. Um, so I was a personal trainer for about ten years. Uh, I was a competitive powerlifter as well. Ah. Um, you won awards, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I, I was two-time British champion uh, in powerlifting. Oh, come on, Josh! Um, I had to drag that yeah. out of him. Do you, uh, humble as well. Very very humble long well. time ago. This was back when I was like twenty-one and my what knees were you worked. lifting? Um, uh, Hot noodles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I competed in multiple sort of uh, weight categories as they're divided into. Um, and, you know, the weights obviously increased as they went up. Um, uh, but yeah, so I competed in different federations. And some of the first years I was competing, uh, I was the uh, British deadlift champion. Uh, so you could be in like single events. And then I was full power champion uh, the same year as well. So two-time British champion. What does that mean? Like, how, what were you... Yeah, what weight? Yeah. Um, so my best deadlift, uh, um, any powerlifters listening now are going to fall off their chairs laughing because <laughs> by today's standards, these weights are like nothing. Uh, my best ever deadlift was like 255. My best squat was 230. My best bench was 130. What, hundreds of kilos? Yes. Wow. That's a lot. So, yeah, any powerlifter listening is just are currently rolling on the floor laughing. Well, I mean... I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Could you like pull a bus if we got you to do that? Or um, I think my back would have some words to say about that <laughs> if I tried that these days, and my hips would definitely give out. Anyway, how does this link? So, yeah. is it the same sense of satisfaction like when you get that weight in the air compared to getting a winning trade or helping students? Um, interesting question. I suppose yeah, because there's a sense of achievement. Uh, I suppose it is slightly different because when I was powerlifting and I would lift a certain weight, that's my achievement. You know, I've done that, I've worked hard for that, I've done that. Mm. When a student uh, places their first live trade, or gets their first winner, I don't see that as my achievement, that's them. They, they've put that work in. There's a sense of pride that, you know, I've helped them get to that point, but at no stage would I say, right, that's because of me. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's my work I've put in. You've only got there because of me. 
because that's quite a selfish thing to do. You know, they're the ones who are doing the back testing. They're the ones who are turning up the sessions. Yeah. Um, and it's very much a case of that's their achievement. I can celebrate with them, um, but it's very much you know their thing. So, in a sense, yes. Um, but it's you know it comes from different angles, I guess. Do you see parallels between um, training for something like powerlifting and training to be a successful trader? Um, there are definitely crossovers. They both of them take dedication and both of them take discipline. You know, in anything in life, you have to be able to. Uh, apply yourself to the process that um, it takes to get to that point you know uh, when I was competing there would be the, the build up to a competition could be months long you know and you have to turn up to every session you have to do the work so there'd be you know three or four sessions a week um, and there'd be each session would be a couple of hours long you, you, you know you have to turn up and do that uh, in the same, you know, in trading, obviously we're, we're not turning over every week and doing hours and hours of learning and teaching, um, but it takes, takes consistency, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if, if there was, if you turn to a session and do a do a session, we, we cover something, but then maybe you, you take a couple of weeks off or, you know, you don't do any work until the next session, there's going to be elements that you forget. Um, so yeah, there are definitely parallels to it and you have to be committed to that process. I suppose one of the, par the process, I think, is completely great way to think about it because if you want to, be a successful trader and people sometimes have oh I want to make a million pounds or whatever it is yeah. or they want to make ten thousand pounds they want to make two thousand pounds a month having that goal in mind is so brilliant mm -hmm. but it's the process you follow to get there and if you don't have a plan don't have a process it's going to be near impossible to get there but you also wouldn't expect to go into a powerlifting gym and expect to lift a world record on day one would you yeah and I think sometimes people have this expectation that oh I'm going to learn to trade and tomorrow I'll be a millionaire yeah. and it's just it's not the way that it works. There is a process to follow and you mm -hmm. will get there if you follow these steps and follow these processes yeah. and put the reps in. Yeah, definitely. It's all about, um, again, with, with most things in life, any sort of form of goal, it's about breaking it down into then manageable steps. Well, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And where, what are the steps in between that? You know, okay, so if, if you want to learn to trade and you want to make a million pounds, great, end goal, but I have to learn the strategy first. I have to learn what a candle is first. I have to learn what support and resistance is first. And I can then start to slowly build up. I have to get my first winning trade. Yeah. And then I have to be consistent. And, and it's, it is that step. So yeah, there are, there are that parallels as well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about the trader lifestyle in a minute, how you're both flying around on your private jets. With That's how I arrived. Helicopters on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, what would you say um, people struggle with as students? What top tips have you got? And what kind of barriers do you think there are? Yeah, so um, it's important to note that when when students join uh, join start trading, they're they're always at different levels. You know, some students have never traded before. Some students have uh, had some form of background in trading. Maybe they've they've dabbled in the past. Maybe they've watched some YouTube videos. It's really important that when we do have that first session, we understand where that is, so that we can support them going forward. Everybody will come at different levels, and it's what we what I think we do quite well is offer support regardless of what stage they're at. But certain students can have certain challenges depending on the stage they're at. I think one of them, uh, one challenge that some students face is when they, they try to rush the process. Uh, and like you said, you know, they're trying to get to never having traded before to, I want to earn a million pounds by the end of the, end of the month. Uh, and that can come from a, a range of different outside influences as well, you know, maybe all sorts of things. And again, we try to understand where they're coming from with their training so why is it they want to trade you know what is the end goal and we can kind of manage that but trying to rush through the process is sometimes a bit uh, can be difficult to manage or sometimes something we have to address with our students now you know it, it's a difficult one because they've got that 
they've got that energy and they've got that enthusiasm which is is great we want to sort of take that and want to harness that and it's definitely not a bad thing um because you know they they want to learn they want to trade they want to you know have winning trades that's why we're here so we've got to sort of take that um it's a case we need to focus it on the right things Mm. um so often when a student will try to think two two or three steps ahead you know you kind of have to bring them back a little bit so that's great you know that's really good i love the enthusiasm but let's focus on this bit and then we can get to that later so it's a case of let's focus on something very specific now let's make sure we've fully understood that and then we can move on there's nothing wrong with moving through at a faster pace you know that's that's absolutely fine every student naturally will anyway because everybody learns learns skills at different paces you know it's it's, it's a natural thing so it's a case of again regardless of the pace that they are learning it learning that skill we can support them but it's just making sure that before we move on to the next one we just fully understand that thing i think it's a good point because i think there's no such thing as a could well there is such thing as a cookie cutter method but that doesn't work with Mm. learning a skill set it's like learning to drive a car i always use the car analogy it's my favorite one but learning to drive a car different people will naturally pick it up some people will be slower the person who's coaching has to adapt you can't just do no this is what we're doing and in five weeks time of your driving lessons you will now be trading so you will now be driving and passing your driving test it's not going to work mm. same as with trading we can't say in four sessions you will be at this mm. point we have to have a bit of flex within that methodology yep. and i think that's partly where you're really good because you can see where people are at and you give extra support where it's needed to keep people as close to that that time frame mm. as possible yeah, and, and again, it goes back to the supporting regards of the strategy. So if they are picking things up a little bit faster, then okay, well, let's develop this a little bit more. Then let's start to think a little bit deeper into this skill or maybe challenge you a little bit more on this aspect. And if they're picking up a little bit slower, then, you know, okay, well, let's offer some more support here. Then let's let's do things in a slightly different way. And this is where um, my background in teaching really helps and comes in because, you know, I was uh, a PE, a math teacher. Not everybody... Can, you know if I was out teaching football or something not everybody can kick a ball as well as each other mm. so some some students need to have uh, have it challenged a little bit more some people need more support same as in maths as well um, so it's the exact same thing so and that's all fine you know we can we can deal with that we can do that it's when it's, it's only when they try and skip the step yeah. that it can be a challenge and again that comes from outside influences uh, but uh, that's where the 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 understanding of each other understanding the process and and, and understanding the student really mm. helps as well um, so it's important that we do that and again just make sure we've addressed that issue yeah i think that's really nice so if someone's really struggling and they don't get it you're not just like okay never mind yeah <laughs> not for you yeah. you yeah. just yeah. go right let's try this way or let's do exactly yeah. and it's you know there's multiple skills that come with teaching and when you get to again one thing i think we both do quite well is that we both have quite different teaching styles and we can explain things in different ways so some students are naturally more visual some students just prefer to be explained it some students like to do it so it's a case of again as you start to understand uh, as, as you start to know the student better well okay let's do it this way instead then you know and i think when once you've taught that one mistake that we don't want to make is to kind of go does that make sense because everybody will just go yep mm. and it's then okay now you explain it to me so make sure there's fully understanding before we move them on mm-hmm. um uh, to that yeah the next bit yeah and there's a lot of homework involved 
There is. <laughs> which I have discovered. So I'm now on my first strategy. Whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for explaining it very clearly. There's a lot of criteria to this first strategy, which I guess for me, looking at it, is, you know, has it got this, 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 this. I guess for you guys, it's more natural now, looking mm. at the charts in each each market. Um, so when we're when I'm now doing my homework, which we call back testing, um, why is so much data needed? <laughs> why are we logging? We've got quite a big spreadsheet, haven't we? Which yeah. again, you know, now that I'm starting to do rows and rows and rows of it, is coming a bit more naturally. Yeah. But um, why so many criteria? Do they become more natural? And why do we gather so much data? Why is that so important? So we do use a lot of data we find it very very important and again the reason we were featuring bloomberg is because we're very data driven we do not as investors want to make decisions based on emotion that's the worst thing you can do or gut feeling because mm -hmm. if you're basing your decision on gut feeling or you're basing it on emotion you don't have a strategy you're just hoping for the best and hope is not a strategy um mm -hmm. which is a phrase i like to use in business and in life mm -hmm. so we need to have data and it does become more natural mm -hmm. it becomes easier that testing process so next week we'll have another conversation we'll see if it's easier um but it does become easier um now as you become more proficient again going back to our core value is to make people independent traders how are we going to make you independent if you don't understand what is mm. and what is not working within a strategy? So as market conditions also change over time, we need to know why they're changing. And that data is our weapon um, to make sure that we're staying consistent. We're on the edge of the of the current market movements and what's happening. And we're really locking in on what's happening in the markets so the data is so important because it tells you what does work mm -hmm. it tells you what doesn't work it tells you how well your strategy is performing which gives you confidence in that strategy when you then come to trade it live it also enables you to spot the opportunities in the market by doing that repeated process and unfortunately it's a reality of life that mastery comes by repetition mm -hmm. so we have to repeat this practice over and over again so that we can master the skill set. So the data is super, super important. Yeah, I really like the fact that you haven't said to us as students, here's a couple of examples of good trades, off you go. Yeah. You've gone, go and do your homework and do the back testing, try and find them so that you've got the brain working, you've got this list of criteria you have to find. Yeah. And it's like you're learning and learning and learning and improving. And you've, you've now got that skill yourself instead of you kind of doing an example of it. Yeah. And if we didn't do that, there'd be no empowerment. Mm -hmm. And the, the core of what we do is to empower. So if we're just doing it all for you, then you're not empowered. So yeah, it's really, really important. Yeah, love it. Do you want to add anything, Josh? Yeah, well, just to kind of repeat what Lewis said there, it's definitely a case of building the confidence thing as well. Because, you know, like I said, we're trying to empower you. And we, you know, we always have a focus that our job is to educate you to go off and be independent traders. We don't want you to go off and leave us. We want you to sort of stay as part of our community. We're very proud of our community but we need you, we want you to be independent to, to do this thing yourself and to, and to empower you. So it is a, is a confidence thing. And it's also one thing we always talk about a lot in trading as well, the mindset, you know, trader mindset is hugely important, fear and greed. Uh, what do you do when, you know, you're not maybe not finding uh, as many trades as you want or you're struggling to find trades, how are you gonna act in that? It's a lot easier to do that in a back testing sense when there's no money on the line and the, the emotions are a lot lower to sort of grasp that before you then go into a live market. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, as you will find out in a few weeks when you start placing live trades, 
the emotions do become a lot stronger. It's good to have a real good grasp on that to begin with before you then go into into live trading. So it is a it is an important process that we go through. Love it. And you both briefly mentioned the community there, which I don't think we've spoken about yet on the podcast. No. So who wants to talk about the community and how it works and how we all help and support each other? Do you want me to do that? Go for it. So we have we have a, a community. We host it on a, on a our Discord website, which is like an online sort of uh, and phone uh, app. Yeah, it's it's a yeah it's on an app. It's on a website, and it's kind of like a I don't know what how you describe like a forum type chat room thing uh, website. Uh, and our students are on there, and they are there to support each other. You know, as we said, we're very very proud of our community. Um, it's take you know we built it up over over these years. Um, and it is, a, it is a community, it is a family, you know, and there are students who have been around longer than I've been around, who are, who are still in there, still trading, still part of it. Mm-hmm. And there are students who joined, you know, last week. And it's a case of those students who have been around a little bit longer, who have been through the mentorship, learned this skill, and now the ones supporting uh, the students coming through, sort of helping the next generation of traders, if you like. And we're very open in, in the community that anybody can ask for help. And we encourage that um, uh, as much as possible for people to ask for help, they can post screenshots of you know potential trades they might be doing of their back testing to ask uh, to ask for feedback from the community as well um, and things like that we do community support sessions where every couple of weeks we'll all meet up you know, little accountability how things are going what's gone well what's not gone so well does anybody have any questions we do sessions where we analyze uh, live trades together uh, we have an active trader chat where people can discuss potential trades they might be taking in the market uh, and all things like that and again it's all about that support uh, that community what the one thing we don't want to do again this is going back to sort of creating independent traders and empowering people is we don't want to go there's the strategies see mm. you later because that that doesn't work mm. you know and um so it's we want true you because you can go online and you can buy a strategy yeah great what does can that you? actually mean yeah 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 <laughs> but just because you've bought a strategy mm. doesn't mean you can actually implement that strategy correctly mm-hmm. so you need to a first of all do you know that strategy works how are you going to know it works if you don't create the data behind that so just buying a strategy online is one of the worst things you can do because it may have worked 10 years ago but the market conditions mm. changed mm. doesn't mean it's going to be working now whereas within star trading we're constantly evolving our strategies mm-hmm. to make sure that they're working. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's a good and then, community. And then, you know, if you were to buy that strategy online or learn one from YouTube, what are you going to do if it doesn't work? Yeah. You know, who are you going to turn to for help? <laughs> yeah. what, what are you going to do if you have a couple of losing trades in a row and in your early days when you're making mistakes? Who are you going to turn to and ask? Who and how to call? Exactly. And, and, and how <laughs> do you even know you're making a mistake? You know, how yeah. do you know if you're interpreting the charts incorrectly or not? Or, you know, how, how are you going to know all that without that? that feedback you know mm. again going back to the driving uh driving analogy is you know it's why we always say we don't teach ourselves to drive on youtube we we have we get a, we get a mentor mm. we have somebody to show us yeah. exactly what it is we're we're doing wrong and right yeah <clears throat> it's a huge amount of support and it's a lovely community already yeah. that i've joined and of course we didn't mention and, the socials uh, I, yeah i was gonna say what about in real life do you yeah. get to meet up irl Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so we we do most of our training online because it's laptop to laptop yeah. we can see people's screens we can draw on their screens virtually it's brilliant it's the best way to learn and it saves people having to travel a long distance to get education so when we have socials we do want to have that in-person element so we have at least four socials a year we have ad hoc ones as well um, i was just in manchester last week for an event and i met up with some of the students for a coffee and things like that so we are very sociable um if people want to be sociable obviously you don't have to turn up to our social events but we will cry about it we do we will we do. that is really we nice. do send them crying emojis yeah <laughs> 
Speaking of trader lifestyle and car analogies, yeah. what is the thing that you're currently doing most of now? So, uh, some people listening may be aware of something called van life, uh, which I think was a potential early midlife crisis of mine. <laughs> kind of turned 30 last year. Um, uh, and yeah, potential midlife crisis is uh, I bought a van and I turned the van into a camper. Nice. So this is so something that became very popular over lockdown. Yeah. I think um, that you know a lot of people started doing it over lockdown because they could then travel and stuff. And it was a bit of a project. Uh, a friend of mine um, did it during lockdown, and I sort of went on a trip. I was like, "This is cool." Um, so sort of sold my car, bought the van, and then turned it into a camper. Um, and yeah, travel around the country. Even drove to Switzerland uh, this year. Drove to Switzerland, camped by Lake Geneva for a week. That's cool. Uh, which was cool. Whilst uh, running mentorship sessions and trading. So you trade, you work for Star Trading, you mentor, but you can also do hashtag van life. Yeah, so uh, so in July, is it July? Yeah, because it was after the summer social, wasn't it? Um, I drove uh, in, I drove from the social down, and then we went into France, then into Luxembourg, back into France, then down to Switzerland. But I was doing mentorship sessions from the van slash <laughs> sat outside um, and things. And I was trading every morning as well. Um, so I think one day I sort of sat, I think literally next to Lake Geneva, uh, on a call with somebody, uh, doing their mentorship, looking at their charts, you know, doing what, what it is we do mm-hmm. whilst then, and then go off my paddleboard around on, on the lake for a bit, which was, that uh, sounds like a good trader lifestyle. Like it was a great right. day, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was quite cool because I was still able to trade life, you know, whilst there, cause all you, you know, going back to trader lifestyle and, you know, you see these online traders who have six screens and. <laughs> 25 indicators and all that thing is we have a laptop and yeah. an internet connection so I was able to hotspot off my phone or a lot of these campsites had Wi-Fi so I was still able to actually place trades um, and you know the trades that I was placing basically paid for the trip as well which was quite nice which would when you're in Switzerland if anybody's ever been to Switzerland and I, it's uh, so expensive it is it really oh is even camping <laughs> yeah because I because I do I, my my van doesn't have a fridge I was having to buy food for the day mm. and so so I was going to like there's like a they got like a Lidl in Switzerland I went to Lidl bought food for the day and spent like 60 euros I was like how have I spent 60 euros in Lidl I didn't know that was possible <laughs> yeah you know that could feed myself for a week here um so yeah it is quite expensive but Again, like so, those live trades. That wasn't a goal. It wasn't like, oh, this is what I'm going to try and do. Mm. I just sort of realised at the end of the month when I looked at the credit card bill <laughs> and then yeah. looked at the trading trading accounts. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yes, Perfect. that's uh, that's uh, that's van life. Yeah. That's amazing. So n- no Lamborghinis. <laughs> no. Um, what a waste of money. But it's kind of what you make of it, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. your trading lifestyle can be whatever you want. What's your like? It is, and it, I completely agree, Sophie. It's what do you want? Mm. You don't need to be a billionaire necessarily. You don't even necessarily need to be a millionaire to live the type of life that you want. It's mm. about what do you truly want out of life? What do you want your day-to-day to look like? So I think I had that realization a few years ago. I think I was on this trajectory of just trying to build wealth, build wealth, build wealth. I was like, what am I doing this for? Where am I really trying to get to? Mm. What I want is time freedom. Mm. What I want is to be able to help other people. What I want is to not worry about my private medical insurance and things like all those little bits of of life those tell us about your best trading day because i remember that from forex in five my best trading day not my biggest ever trade no your best day because it wasn't about the money it was about what you got to do on that day so my best trading day was november 2016 Mm. um and it was my it's not my best trading day it was my favorite trading day and the reason it was my favorite trading day is because i'd 
had four winning trades, which I'd done in the morning, it took me less than 20 minutes, raised the orders and I got in my car. And I got in my car because I was driving to the north of England to see my nan for her 90th birthday. Mm-hmm. And it was such a, 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 an important day because yes, I had winning trades. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about the money made. It was about the fact that I was doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a Tony Robbins quote, which is about freedom. And he defines freedom as being doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, with the people you want to do it with. And it taken me a while to realize because I've been financially free for a while at that point. But that was the day I was like, oh my goodness, I'm literally doing what I want, when I want, mm. with the people I want. Yeah. And it's funny because today I had one of those realizations again. And I was just walking along the street, almost got run over because I was in my own little world uh, filming myself. And um, I just had that that real deep gratitude of I'm literally living the life Mm. that I said I wanted. It's happening right now. That's amazing. Um, And it was such a deep sense of gratitude. And it only happened for me because of trading. So I'm still working on like other goals and things like that. And we're moving out of London, me and my other half, because we realized we want a lifestyle which is slower paced. It's more peaceful. It's got more space. Mm -hmm. So we're moving to the middle of nowhere with an acre of land and a nice big old house um, because that's the type of life we want. We and I just encourage people figure out what you actually want and Mm. then go for that. I don't need to be a billionaire for that few million. yeah, Yeah. But billionaire, no. I have to agree because in December I was sitting watching my six-year-old in her nativity play, which was adorable, and three years beforehand I was in a job and they didn't let me go. Wow. Yeah, to your kid's nativity. And they only do it till they're like six. Exactly. They might do one or two, and then they just don't do it and they're older and they're like, "Mm, no, they're too cool. Um, So they were like, no, you don't have permission. So I was like... I'm going to go anyway. (laughs) Um, But they didn't let me go to that. They didn't let me go to the dentist. They were like, no, you can arrange that out of your hours. And it was just awful. And I was, you know, watching my kid in December thinking, you know, this is important. This is it. This is why. It's the Um, important things of life. What about people listening who are in their nine to five right now and they've got all this, you know, maybe a bit of debt and bills and stuff and they're listening to this thinking, well, that would be great, but how do I even do it? Yeah. Can they do that with trading? Completely, yeah. And I'm just going to be really honest. Um, one of my biggest bugbears is people in life who want something different mm. and they moan about not having the different, but they do nothing about it. And there's some very, very simple and easy steps you can take right now to move yourself out of that situation. If you're not in a job or you're not running a business you enjoy, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, one of the easy steps is trading and to get started with us and to learn more about it even if you don't end up starting with us but read our ebook like it's a really good way just to get some free knowledge free information and find out if it's a good fit for you if it ticks your boxes or come along to one of our master classes um, again completely complimentary and that's a really good way to find out is trading something that might work for me mm-hmm. amazing what would you say to those people josh well again i sort of echoing what lewis said it's a case of you know, if you if it is something you want to do and you realise that the life you're currently living isn't the life you want to live, you almost deserve it to yourself mm. to take that step. And it can be as easy as reading an ebook. At least find out if it's something you might be interested in doing. Because it might be a case that you read and go, actually, no, that's, that's maybe not for me. And that's fair mm. enough. You can go look for something else. But it's a case of take those steps. I, I was exactly the same with, with teaching. You know, I absolutely loved teaching, but I quickly realised that it's not something I'm going to want to do until I retire Um, for for multiple reasons, which (laughs) the podcast isn't long enough (laughs) to go into. It was a whole new podcast for that. Um, 
and it was just by chance that I actually got introduced to star trading. Um, somebody who I knew had already joined up. I think star trading had just started, hadn't it? Yeah. It was only a couple of weeks old, and it was just by chance that I sort of knew this person. They introduced me. I thought, yeah, you know what? That's at least let's have a look. You know, yeah. Let's get on. Let's let's message Lewis. Let's have a phone call with him at least, um, and let's do something about it. And I still remember that that day that we had that first conversation, and that was the day where it did get me to the point where I'm now on the path of the life that I want to live. Almost got emotional. Ah, is that an old tear in your eye, Lewis? Yeah. That was. When was that? When did you have that call? So that was when I was still teaching at the time. But this was. um, uh, It was early 2020 because it was just before lockdown yeah um and i had just got back from teaching i'd been teaching at school all day um and i I still because teaching doesn't pay a lot of money i was actually working at a pub as well so i literally i was it was on a friday and i got back from teaching all day quick change and then i was driving to to my pub job and it was actually on the drive um uh to my pub job that we had that phone call and it was a case of right sign up so signed up that day <laughs> because have out of this um but uh but yeah so three three years ago you had two jobs and you were not trading and now mm-hmm. you're at one stage i had three yeah because i was uh so i was teaching pub job and uh stripper <laughs> i would if never make enough money <laughs> i'd be the first stripper to offer a meal deal <laughs> um no i was uh, i was delivering pizzas for Domino's. yeah that, that well, you do I what you need to do, to don't you? Yeah. That is very yeah. close. That was it, the meal deal. It, it was. I've, I've still got the outfit. No, yeah. <laughs> you have to give it back. But you, you, t- you were doing what you needed to do. Yeah. And now you took this opportunity, like a, a phone call. Yeah. And if anyone listening does feel stuck, because there's so many people like that, and it, it is really hard to get your mindset of something else. You know, there is this possibility, and you do loads of free stuff. So yeah. go do That's it, guys. It. And it was, it was a case of, you know what? I'll drop a message what's the worst that's going to happen he's not going to you know he's not going to sort of charge me to reply or anything like that mm. i've got nothing to lose at this point and all i'm going to do is get a bit of info mm. and it was that it was that phone call i was like yeah okay and here we are and here we are so are you ready for a question and then a snack yes yes so the question we have i think is... we should rapid fire answer the question okay uh, who's gonna yeah, answer I'm What's okay. the question? I want to find out okay. what the question is. First. Why do we trade early morning or late at night? You can go for it. So uh, essentially, you want to live trade when the market's quiet. So you don't want to be tra- uh, trading when there's a lot of volatility in the market. And it all comes down to when's the best time to set the trade. So as, as we've already mentioned previously, we have a set list of criteria. The final criteria is the case is, is uh, we want to base our trade on that final criteria. Um, we don't want to miss the opportunity to place it at the right time and we don't want to get in too early at the same time so it's all about trading when it's sort of when it's quiet so mm-hmm. you know you trade early in the morning so you get up a lot earlier than most humans um, and you'll trade a lot earlier I, I trade about seven o'clock in the morning it suits one of our strategies to trade about seven o'clock in the morning as well um, and again the market's quiet at that time mm-hmm. or you can trade late at night and again it all comes down to why is it quieter at those times because if you think about how the market moves, the market's moving with the big banks, hedge funds, investment firms, those are the people who actually move in the market. They're trading massive amounts of money um, and that's when they're trading. So they're basically doing nine to five. Or yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're getting to work about eight. That's when all the orders are coming in and that's when the the volatility of the market picks up. Hmm. It quiets down around lunch because they all go to lunch oh. <laughs> and then they come back from lunch and then hmm. uh, it all gets busy again. Mm-hmm. Um, what we don't want to be doing is jumping on the, ch- the uh, on the charts at two o'clock in the afternoon 
and looking at a green candle and going, oh, brilliant, upward bias, and press the buy button because a big green candle um, in the afternoon could be a big red candle okay. in the evening. You know, there's, there's still a lot of trading left to do mm. uh, in that day. So you're kind of seeing what's done when you place your trade and sort of placing at the right time. Cool, good answer. Was that rapid? Enough. Not rapid enough, but it's fine. <laughs> Lois is hungry. All right, shall I give you a snack? Yes. Right, are you ready for this, Josh? Yes. Okay. I'm going to shut my eyes. <clears throat> okay, shut your I'm eyes. Not. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay, it's a I'm surprise snack one. section. Okay, open your eyes. Oh, hello. What can you see? Tell, tell I can the audio see, people what you can see. Um, Dean's baked by hand, extra mature cheddar and chilli bites. I'm going to blimmin' love these. <gasps> What's your surprise score? Do you know what? I've never seen these before, so this is a nine. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you for pre-opening the top. <laughs> Did you have to try a few? It's in a fresh... No, I, no they actually <laughs> arrived oh, right. like that. It's and I was like, mm. They look a bit like mini chicken, like popcorn chicken from KFC. Yeah. Cheddar and chilli. Cheddar and chilli. Okay. Right, so I'm going to take one. Cheesy. I'm not getting the chilli. It might be the aftertaste. Oaty, I think it's quite oaty. Mm. Oh, I get a little chilli kick there. It's like a spicy mini cheddar. It is like a spicy mini cheddar. It's like a mini cheddar mixed with like. There's a lot of product placement in this podcast. But like, do that? posh, posh mini posh. cheddar. Yeah, but they could sponsor us if we're really nice about That's it. That's true. Thank you, Deans. <laughs> Thank you, Deans. Um, and this podcast sponsored by. <laughs> I would say I would say seven out of ten. I'm getting a bit of spice now. Yeah, I'm getting a bit yeah. of spice. I I like that. They're mm. nice. Seven Moorish. I, I mm. at like a Christmas party, like finger food thing. Mm-hmm. I'd be used to buy Dean's them. Dean's bites. Yeah, Dean's bites. Approve. Um, I'm gonna go for this one. Um, right. Your choices have been very up and down, Lewis. I mean, this one might be very down. Um, so it's ready for look? you. You can look. Oh my god! <laughs> what is that even a snack? It's a snack, Lewis. It's a box and it says farty biotics helps prevent you stinking the place out. 30 capsules. It's a small studio. <laughs> it's a very small yeah, studio. Can you explain please? So it's a sugar, it's, it's, they're sugary snacks. They're not actual antibiotics. Oh. Um, so I thought I'd go for like a, a fun, a fun snack, a funny snack. Um, okay. So they may not be particularly delicious. Um, but I have a feeling they're going to... We gonna... know if we do any events, who's catering them now. Possible side effects. A better smell in every room. <laughs> um, reduction in people avoiding you in public. And less chance of sharting in your pants. Oh, love that. You can see why I think they might be Tic Tacs. So Where yes, did you find these? Um, I was Googling... No, I was looking for presents for my brother-in-law um, over Christmas. And I saw them then. Um, so I thought... I'll get some for Sophie. Thank you. They had a whole right, range. Look, look, chocolate is the brief. <laughs> well, I'm no, a Belgian. Sweet snack. Okay, sweet snack. Okay, and we have to try it's one. It's sugary, so there we go. Right, I'll let you. I'll let you open right. up here. I mean, they're, they're actually sweets. Yeah, they're NHS branded. What? Ingredients. Oh, jelly beans. There we go. Now we're oh. talking. See. One a day keeps the wet farts away. What's the warning on the top? Warning, only to be taken if you're a massive farter. Oh, sorry. Wow. Josh can have one. Well, he might oh, have good. had gluten. I'm not saying yeah. you're a massive farter. He is if he has oh, gluten. Oh, they're little colourful yeah, jelly beans. Okay, fine. Can you have these? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. I think, you, you, take, check them. you take them on an empty stomach, though, that's the only thing. Yes, that's true, yeah. 
An hour before bed. You can't, you can't drink alcohol. An hour before tea. <laughs> it's just jelly beans. Why aren't you trying them? Oh, I... I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with my stomach. It's literally jelly beans. <laughs> Is it just jelly beans? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, surprise. Nine. Yes. Taste. Hang on. I quite like it, you know. I mean... I've had a red one, a yellow one. I've got a green and an orange. Do they all taste the same? No, this... Y- They're much, much less disappointing than I was expecting. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? I mean, I'm a big jelly bean fan, so I'm going to give it a solid 10. Okay. I'm going to go for a nine as well. I'm actually, they're really tasty. I'll go eight. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Star Trading Podcast. Goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.